Hi, I'm Ange Murphy, host of the Realising Your Potential podcast series and Chief People and Communications Officer at Accolade Wines. I'd like to welcome you to Seller Picks, our new bite-sized podcast series. For Seller Picks, we choose some of the real stories our extraordinary guests have shared over the last three series. So think of these episodes like a short, high-intensity training session, just under 10 minutes, and your development for the day is done. Each episode will focus on one key trait of effective leadership, such as mindset, trust, communication, resilience and feedback, to name but a few. In this episode, we explore the importance of trust and communication in building relationships that really matter. My first pick is from leadership consultant Rod Matthews, who speaks to the importance of establishing human connections with team members rather than having transactional relationships. All leadership conversations go better if we have a human connection first. If we have a good human connection, I can go up to you, Ange, and I can go, dead set, Ange, what on earth were you thinking? And you go, oh, yeah, sorry, look, I'll fix it. But if we don't have a good relationship, then I start to second-guess myself and go, oh, how am I going to say this? How do I structure this conversation? I have all those things. So the first conversation is to create a human connection where there is no other agenda other than to connect with you as a human being. So it might be talking to you about your running, asking you honest questions to be curious about what it is that you find enjoyable in your running and how your running's going and how long does it take you and create that connection. Once we've created a connection, people are then ready to be led or they're more likely to follow if they've got a connection with the person who's leading. The importance of human connection has been known for many years. During COVID, this has become even more heightened. However, working virtually has made creating connections more difficult. If, like me, you are a more introverted person, it can take you longer to create those connections. In these moments, you must persist and find your way of connecting with your teams. What I've found is that investment over time does pay off. Overall, you achieve greater performance and when you ask your team to go above and beyond, people will put their hand up to help. I've been thinking about this a lot. And my question to you is, how well do you know each of your team members? How much time in the week is dedicated to purely connecting, checking in on people as opposed to the work that they are doing? The next pick comes from my conversation with strategic storyteller, Bill Baker. I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with Bill and from the feedback we received, it appears that many of you did too. Bill shares some great advice for building trust, no matter the size of your team. When I was a managing director, I had anywhere from 150 to 200 people I was responsible for. And I enjoyed working with people. I knew everyone by name. I knew who their kids were and all that sort of stuff. But my boss said to me, Bill, it's great to, to get along with all these people, but you can never, ever feel uncomfortable having a challenging conversation with them. Fine, go out for drinks with them. Fine, go bowling with them. Fine, have laughs with them and everything. But you can never feel uncomfortable having to be the boss at some point if you have to do that. So mm. I think likability is a, a very important factor in leadership. But what I've learned is the one thing that trumps that is trust, that they trust you, trust your intentions, and trust who you are and what you're about. 
Francis Frey, author of Unleashed, says that if leadership is about empowering others in your presence and your absence, then trust is the emotional framework that allows that to happen. Others are willing to be led by you because they trust you. The more trust we have, the better this works. Francis shares a formula for building trust, which is based on three things. One, people tend to trust you when they experience the real you. Two, when your reasoning and judgment are sound. And three, when they believe that you care about them and their success. When trust is lost, it's often due to a breakdown in one of these. Whilst it's important to show your team members that you care about them, a thank you for a great piece of work or grabbing a coffee for a team member on the way into the building, what's more important is do your team really trust you? Trust your judgment and your intentions. Why not do your own trust diagnosis? For example, which of the three drivers of trust, authenticity, logic or empathy, would you say are rock solid and which gets a little wobbly when the pressure is on? If you could build more trust tomorrow than you did today, how would that impact your effectiveness as a leader? We've added the link to Frances Frey's TED Talk in the show notes where she gives a crash course in trust. So make sure you check that out. There are many ways to build trust and to help others understand your intentions, but one of the best ways has to be storytelling. Over to Bill to explain why. I love stories because they touch the head and the heart and they have a way of transporting people to different experiences, but also a way of connecting one person to another that ends up meaning something to both. Someone once said that the shortest distance between two people is a story. And when we share stories with each other, it is a deeply, deeply human activity. And when we're sharing stories with other people, we are leveraging this timeless craft of humanity to create stronger connections with the people we work with. When we have those stronger connections, when we not only know people, but like them a little bit more and trust them a little bit more, our work and our collaboration will be stronger as a result. And at the end of the day, the one thing that all companies have in common, no matter what they make or what they sell, is they are all at their core human. Mm. Business is a human endeavor. And storytelling, I think, is that timeless craft of humanity. I think when I have experienced someone who uses storytelling with me, there is an insight, sometimes a vulnerability, helps you connect on a deeper level. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, who studies vulnerability. And she says that sometimes people think it's a mark of weakness, but it's actually just the opposite. It's a mark of courage. The thing is, is when you share stories, it's a way of opening yourself up and letting people see a little bit more of the person behind the professional. It doesn't mean you have to spill your guts out on the table. It doesn't mean you have to break down into tears in front of everyone. Just the stories that you share with people let them know a little bit more about you. One of the first things I do in my storytelling workshop is I have people just turn to someone next to them and share one of their favorite stories. It could be a favorite book, a favorite movie, a story their grandmother used to tell them. And I do that to acknowledge you just learned a little bit more about that person than you knew 10 minutes ago. When leaders are willing to be a little bit vulnerable with the people they work with, they show that they trust them by doing that. And in return, those people will trust them back twofold, threefold, fivefold as a result. I really love what Bill says. Stories are a way of opening yourself up and letting people see more of the person behind the professional. 
According to Harvard University professors Robert Keegan and Lisa Lay, authors of An Everyone Culture, most of us spend enormous amounts of energy and time hiding parts of ourselves, avoiding conflict and maintaining a gap between the work me and the real me, all to keep ourselves safe in the workplace. The best leaders understand that in order to make progress on the toughest issues, we have to overcome the thoughts and behaviours that only serve to protect us from conflict and embarrassment. They make a conscious effort to create the environment, routines and support structures to get to the crux of the business issues, as well as the personal pain that comes with speaking up, confronting mistakes or openly inviting disagreement. I find storytelling is a good way to help team members validate how they're feeling, normalise difficult situations and learn and grow through shared experiences. If you haven't thought about storytelling before now, I suggest you listen to Bill's full podcast where he talks to the many ways you can use storytelling. There's a link available in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. In this next snippet, I asked Paralympic rower Eric Horry what it took for him to fully trust his coach, Jason Baker. I've always struggled with trusting people throughout all my life. So being vulnerable, having to allow this new person in, it, it was very hard. But I think JB standing up and going, well, we need this sort of equipment or we need this equipment, it really showed that he was at my side. And throughout the years, there's been numerous things that JB's done as far as being in my corner, supporting me and being the, that phone call when I've needed to speak to someone beyond being a coach. And I think it really showed itself in 2015 when I was struggling mentally and ended up in hospital. JB was there for me throughout that process and he was that first person of call. And I think that's where our relationship went from being a coach athlete to a friend relationship. That was always the hardest part to be vulnerable and allowing someone else to to take control where mm. I wanted to be able to control the whole factor. And it's just not realistic. You've got to allow people to help. But JB's always showing that he's there to help. It's allowing yourself to be vulnerable to allow people to get that trust. But at the same token, you've got to be able to show them your trust as well. And has that helped you more in your general relationships? I mean, you said that you've always struggled with having trust, but this relationship that you've had with JB, has that helped you with other relationships? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's done a lot for me and it has made a massive difference. Never mind just in my sport in general with the different CEOs and directors. It's made that relationship for me better because JB's like, oh, Eric, maybe you need to approach it this way. Where in the past, I would have just gone straight in, said my piece and then wheeled away. But JB's like, well, it doesn't always work that way. And he has driven me in the right direction on how to approach different subjects. So as a partner and a father, he certainly helped me. For some people, trust is immediate. For others, it takes time and needs to be earned. For those team members who are slow to trust, this can often be from past experiences that have nothing to do with you or the current situation. Eric admits he struggled to trust people. And although it takes two to tango, it's clear that JB has consistently behaved in a way that's allowed Eric to be vulnerable to fully trust him. Are there any team members you've given up on building trust with? Are there any relationships that are purely transactional, but you'd like them to be more than that? Think about a time when you fully trusted a leader. What was the environment that they created that helped you build that trust? Are you reflecting on these experiences and using them to build trust in your team? 
My passion for real stories is based on my belief that there is so much we can learn from the people around us. As Vernon Howard, the philosopher says, always walk through life as if you have something new to learn and you will. I hope that in these few minutes, you've had a chance to pause and reflect on your own leadership style and it's sparked your curiosity to find out more. Remember, if you've enjoyed hearing from our guests, you can find the links to their full episodes in the show notes. There's some great conversations there, so make sure you check those out. And join me next time where we'll explore how to give and receive feedback effectively. These podcasts would not be possible without a super production team. Big thanks to the team at Martino Consulting 